Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, I'm a disloyal person. This, this is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Thursday. It's Thirsty Thursday. This is the Q Smoller Show with Sean and Joe. <laughs> At Q Smoller Show on the socials, go there, join the militia live on X for some part thereof, at some degree, maybe. Today, possibly. Maybe. The Orange narrowly escaped a second home loss of the season with a 94-92 win over the abysmal Cardinals. You'll hear from us and we'll hear from you in fan feedback. Thanks to 80% uh, three-point shooting from Chris Bell and no thanks to 45% free throw shooting for the team, which was the, 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 the free throw line was... Just awful to watch mm. last night. And I I remember maybe a couple of years ago, a few years ago, we were really, really struggling at the line. But traditionally speaking, like Syracuse teams are pretty decent from the line. And we started so strong. And games like this, you're not hitting your free throws. You're, you know, that's, that's exactly what I would have pointed to. That and all of the poor decisions at the end of the game. Um, thankfully... Both teams made poor decisions, and we ended up coming on out on top of the poor decisions. But the poor decisions at the end of the game could have lost us it. The free throws could have lost us it. My opinion, um, Joe called it being this close. Uh, I, I think um, that's that's great on Joe. Okay, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. I, I just don't think that this game should have been that close. Um, I have been so busy, I haven't even listened to the presser. So I, I don't have anything... Adrian Autry related at the moment. And I'm just now in real time realizing that I didn't even listen to that. So yeah, that's, I just like watched that like an hour ago. Okay. Well, that's how quickly this day got away from me. Um, (laughs) I I think what we're going to start with anyway, um, you know, not, not a like exciting win. You know, you look at Louisville and Duke, uh, Duke, Louisville and Notre Dame, Notre Dame just played Duke last night. Sitting at the bottom of the ACC, you know, I feel like where we sit, you know, mathematically, uh, record-wise, we're sitting in front of Clemson right now. Clemson's going to come into the Dome. We'll talk a little bit about that. But right in the middle of the pack of the ACC, and, you know, if you're ugly wins better than a pretty loss, right? I mean, we we all know that old uh, trite saying. But 
it's true and uh, I'll, I'll take it, but just when you look at, well, let's do this first. Okay. I'm going to start getting into the game and then it's just going to be, that's going to be it. Um, let's go to Twitter. So obviously everybody knows at this point that Benny Williams was dismissed from the team. So there's that. And, you know, we talked on, what was it? Sunday, kind of about his body language and the things that transpired during the game with Benny and coach with the shoulder bump and things like that. And, you know, it looked bad on TV, but you don't know the context of it. But I think it's clear that, you know, there's not a good relationship to be had there. And so he was he was released from the team or dismissed, as they put it. Right. So I asked for everybody's thoughts on that, Joe, um, if, if you've got Facebook ready. I think we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about this. And, you know, it's worth it. This point in the season, you're releasing one of your main bench players. And we saw the rotation last night, which is where I was going to go a minute ago and then stopped short. And we'll talk about that. But, you know, you take a guy like Benny, who has has had mixed reviews throughout his time at SU by us, by fans, other fans. And, you know, you kind of calculate some of the issues off of the off of the court that may or may not have been going on, right? Or on the court, off the court, I don't know, in the in the locker room. So we had the suspension, we had something going on last year, right? You know, we 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 we've had a number of things that's transpired up to this point. So for me the writing was on the wall. The body language um did get better. Like 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 after the suspension and things, it seemed to be like Benny was on the right track. I mean, he was playing good. He was exciting. Um, he was excited. He was, he was, um, he looked like a great teammate on the floor. And then, you know, whatever it is happened, it, it, you know, all of that went downhill, Joe. So um, it's unfortunate. Is the team better or worse without Benny? I, I don't know. I mean, I have to imagine his, his teammates liked him. This by what I saw, you know, um, you have to imagine that. It, to some degree, it's good, and to some degree, it's a negative, right? But all in yeah. all, at the end of the day, where we're at with this team and what were all the holes and the things and you know that we have going on and the depth that has been eradicated pretty much at this point, mm. you you wish things would have worked out differently. Fair to say? Uh, that's very fair. I think, especially considering, you know that he was a McDonald's all American and he's been giving a lot of chances. You know, you can almost argue he's probably been given more chances than most players get. So yeah. Yeah. It's just not meant to be. And you know, he's going to enter the transfer portal. He's got, he's on scholarship. He's at school and you know, I, I, I wish him the best. I think it's yeah. unfortunate you know, the drama's unnecessary. You when you play at this level, in my opinion, you've got to overcome some of those things as a player. And it just seemed like for whatever reason, whatever it was, just could he couldn't get past it. So and we don't know what it is. So I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and speculate because I don't care. It doesn't matter. Um, he's no longer with the team and uh, everybody needs to uh suck it up and step up and try to make a run at this thing. As the season closes out, um, last night, you know, was a indication that it's going to be tough. I think. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, well, uh, I mean, we already talked. I mean, we were short of big bodies to begin with, right? Right, we're and dwindling, especially yeah. experienced big bodies. Uh, and now with Benny gone, that just makes it even that much worse. So, right. yeah, I mean, I did, we are definitely going to be we're an incomplete team, and um, I think really, I mean, not to be like a Debbie Downer, but I mean, we're at risk, especially looking at our our schedule of, um, I mean, if we Clemson, don't play well, we could lose every single one of these games. Yeah, Clemson, then North Carolina, they're next two. I mean, no, but we still got Clemson again and NC State. Oh, yeah. Virginia Tech's been playing better, yeah. and I mean Notre Dame and Louisville. I think away, and they've played okay away. I mean Louisville just played us that close home. So, is Louisville getting better? That's the question. They just beat <clears throat> Florida so. State. We talked about that. Talked about Tyler Johnson, who's been stepping up. He was pretty good last night, and yeah. not exactly. We'll get to that. Yeah, not exactly a superstar, but um, anyways, doing his part. So let's. Get How many in- comments did you get? On Twitter. Um, 46 with threads in the middle. I don't know. Yeah, I got 33 with threads in the middle, too, here on Facebook. So and I'm, I'm going to I'm not gonna go through the threads and um, because it's a lot of um, Back and forth. civil war. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I so, mean, I'm trying to look through and see some that give, you know, there's some good ones, but, but I'm not going to go through a whole conversation. Well, let's go with our good buddy, Dave, <laughs> who is who is the... He is the the president of the green room or president of the spaces, right? I would say he's got the most minutes in that joint, right? Um, I hope he's able to figure out his basketball career elsewhere and learn from his Q's experience for the team. Hopefully they can fill his 17 minutes per game with scoring production and defense. And anyone criticizing Benny, I guess you were a perfect human being at 21 with the uh, middle finger emoji. So, I mean, that's... That's where Dave stands, right? And um, Dave's passionate guy. And there's there's some things I agree with in one counterpoint. And, and that would be that, no, we were all terrible human beings, most likely at 21 years old. I know I was, right? But I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe not a terrible human being, but I was definitely immature. I mean, I'm 45. I'm immature now. So... Uh, you know, 21 is, it's fair Can to say. confirm. <laughs> it's fair to say I was probably worse. Right. So, um, uh, what I will say is though, you, at, at that level of basketball at that in, 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 with the spotlight on you and being on TV and being a name and being part of a team, all of those things combined, like you have to grow up a little faster than most. So a, tw- yep. a 21 year old mentality is probably what drove this. And that is exactly the problem though. I think that there's a level of maturity that needs to be had at, um, at this level in collegiate sports, especially with basketball and football, because they're, they're huge. They're yep. huge. And there's a lot of eyes on you and there's a lot of kids watching and there's a lot of people who depend on you. And now there's money involved in this, right? So this this is this is this is almost apples and oranges. The game has changed with NIL and yep. That's just kind of where I stand. I do get his point and I understand. I don't think we should be bashing the kid either. But there's a level of honesty that needs to be had. Right. Yeah, and I think that I mean realistically like you said, I mean, you being 45, being me being 40. I mean, there's a lot of things that you know, we we could have been bashed on as oh, a 21-year-old, right? I mean, probably look, as a 30-year-old. Probably at the at last the show. Time. Probably at the last show. I mean, we could have been bashed a bit. So. But at the same time, like I mean, people change, people grow, and it's not all at the same rate, same pace, um different timing for everybody, and yeah, I mean, that's just 
really what it is. I mean, on Facebook, we got a lot of the same kind of stuff um, that, you know, like our boy Mahir can't excuse his behavior at times in the, in the court. That stuff is unacceptable. But at the same time, he is a kid. People are quick to say crazy things, mean things. But the reality is that he's a kid. We will get better from this or he will get better from this. This is a low point, but he will get better. Sucks that it didn't work out for him at Cuse. Was a huge fan of him and still am. Hoping he gets the help he needs and shines to the next stage. That's a that's a good comment. And, um, you know, his point about this being the low point, I hope that's true. And sometimes you have to hit a low point before you climb back. Right. And he's going to hit the transfer portal, and everybody's going to know who he is. They're going to, And that's the other thing, the other aspect to, you know, putting yourself out there and kind of having some of that body language and, and the issues and, and then going in the transfer portal is that you hope people can understand your situation and that you can move on from it and start yep. over and give you a place to do that, right? So yep. any team who does that, I think – um, kudos to them because they could easily stay away from something like this. But Benny's a talented guy, and I think that he's going to go somewhere. It'll be interesting to see where, and I hope he thrives. But um, that's a good point from here about hitting rock bottom, and you know, some people hit it and climb back, and are better than never. And that's well, and, that's what we hope, right? And I'll tell, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I, I, there are going to be teams that stay away from him because oh, of this too. absolutely, absolutely. So, but there I mean, will be a team that takes a chance. He better, yeah. Because, exactly. I mean, realistically, he's not going to get a year of eligibility back. Um, so, I mean, you're talking about a guy that's probably got one year of eligibility left. And, oh, man, if he doesn't make the best of it, you know. I mean, think about him three years ago, four years ago. I mean, he was McDonald All-American thinking he would be in the NBA probably by now. Um, and who knows if he grew up enough, put the work in, enough work in to do that, which, I mean, I think we can all probably assume he didn't. But he's still going to have a, another chance because I'll tell you what, outside of, you know, athletics, you know, and outside of college, um, rock bottom is way worse. Yeah, absolutely. So, real, real rock bottom. Real rock bottom, yeah. right? Yeah, so we're we talking. Don't want, I mean, right. there's, let's put this in perspective, right? Like, you know, I mean, we're 45, getting kicked off a team, it's not rock bottom for us, right? We got different responsibilities and different things. So um, let's just hope that, that, that he does, you know, grow up and, mature and do what he needs to do in in the next destination at one point in time benny was that guy staying back in the dome taking free throws i mean do you remember this yeah you know so we talk about putting in the work and there was a point in time where like he showed that that tenacity and that that dedication and that loyalty to do that and you know i mean with that said, then, I mean, we have to got to a point where what he got taken out of the starting lineup last year and he had to take like some mental health days and didn't know if he was going to come back to the team. And he all of a sudden wasn't at the next game. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so again, I mean, I just, I hope that, you know, and again, I mean, there's some, some other comments in that, you know, in here that talk about certain things like that, about getting the help that he needs. And if there's things going on, you know, I mean, there's a couple of comments about therapy and stuff like that. I'm not going to, you know, talk about those but right. you know it's just you know yeah that's a little much i think um for us to to talk about that's not in my wheelhouse and i won't go there but no. I, at joe catskill they missed they miss they missed his he's talking about i think he might be talking about the game last night they missed his athleticism and grit but not his stupidity he must have finally gotten on red's last nerve with the bump when he was pulled from the game 
something there. I'm telling you. Um, yeah. Il, at Ilkus thought it was possible since the Maui Invitational and knew it was coming as soon as he bumped red going back to the bench. He had so much potential if he gets if he gets his head on straight and given another chance. But I'm afraid our chances of making the tourney just went with him. I mean. I don't I'm gonna be just be straight honest. I don't think we were trending towards attorney with him either. So right. I, I'm not sure if that's the case, but we definitely are going to miss something obviously with Benny in there. There was things that he did where he earned those 17 minutes and you know, he did things and there was always a, a flash of something that was worth having him on the floor. And with that said, we have just, like I said, our, our, our depth has dwindled and it's been a slow roll and it's unfortunate, but sometimes you have to go a man down to make men better. And I think yep. that over time, you know, for the team's sake, it could be a positive. And unfortunately there's just not much time left. That's right. That's the problem. Yeah. But, but how long problem. do you keep it around? Right. You know? Yeah. So, and I mean, going with some of these other comments that are kind of around the same, uh, you know, Jason, most of us don't know what's happening. We're just making guesses. He's a young man with a lot of pressure. Let's give him some grace, wish him well, and hope they play better as a team without a distraction. Um, so that's, you know, another kind of, I don't want to say assumption, assumption, but, you know, um, one of those things where, um, was he a distraction? Was he toxic to the, you know, because there's a back and forth. You hear that he was, he had good relationships with his teammates, but he, I mean, I don't know. I'm assuming maybe, and this is me presuming or assuming like that he's has some type of issue with authority. Um, well, I can, yeah. I can tell you, Joe, what, what was the first part of that? I had a thought in my head and it escaped me. What? The, me the comment? First, yeah. Yeah, most of us don't know what's happening. We're just making guesses. He's a young man with a lot of pressure. Let's give him some grace, wish him well, and hope that they play better as a team without the distraction. Okay, yeah. Uh, it was something you said, but it still triggered me. Um, when you have a likable team member that is that cannot respect authority or take constructive criticism or be coached or be talked to or be reprimanded or disciplined, it create a toxic situation. It creates a toxic situation because that kind of attitude can spread. And and behind people's backs, coaches' backs, there are there. I'm sure there's things that it's it just is a bad. It is a it is a, um, it's a recipe for disaster, and it brings down morale. Even yep. if you've got guys who are okay with authority and do listen and are okay being coached it still brings down morale because it's just negative energy. And I'm not an energy guy, but I'm just saying it is right. a negative thing and people can only be around negative negativity so much before they're like, ugh, yeah. even if they like the dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would go down the line, right? Like the thing with last year when he got, you know, benched or when he got pulled out of the starting lineup and he like kind of took a leave of absence real quick. Right. And then he's already been suspended two different times this season. Right. Then we see the technical. Then we see the shoulder. Bump. I mean, the shoulder bump. But even on top of that, he went off to the side. And I don't know if you saw it, he spit on the floor. I did um, not see that. Yeah. Well, there's a bunch. So like Brad on Facebook, he said that 
And again, I don't know where he's getting his information or if he knows somebody, but he trashed the locker room, shoulder checked the coach, tried to punch Brown, which I don't know where that, I mean, this is just a kind of, you know, I guess spitting on the floor, walking off with 10 seconds left was the last straw. I guess he wasn't well liked in the locker room. Like, I don't know. I don't according know if... to the teammates, he said that he was. So I don't know where that whole comment came from. Um, yeah, I didn't see all that. I saw that he skipped the he skipped the handshake line. I did see the shoulder bump, and I did see the spitting on the floor. You in did the back. see this. You saw that. Mm-hmm. I it was on. That. So he was. It was. It was like on the floor, but behind the bench. Okay. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what that means, but well, you, you're <laughs> spitting on the floor. I mean, would you but, would you spit in the dome in your seat? I mean, he didn't spit on the seat. No, no, like, no, you know no, no. Would have, you like, be sitting chairs? in your seat and spit on the concrete below your feet where you throw your peanut no. shells? Okay. Then, no, I wouldn't. Then why would you do it well, if you're sitting okay. at the bench? Yeah. So, and then there's Brian. Um, he has a, a, a comment talking about my guesses and, again, assumptions. Um, Benny ran into Coach Autry when he got pulled from the game after he got a technical foul, foul for uh, tossing the ball. Benny was probably confronted by Autry and did not go well. Copeland also walked away from Autry on Saturday. Message sent my way or the highway. Good for Coach. He keeps it his team. Yeah, there, so was, there, was, there was something there with Copeland. And like I said, Copeland went and sat down between players and coaches for like a split second, then got up and went down to the end of the bench, of the player yeah. side of the bench. Yeah. Um, you know, Copeland was, I mean, obviously we know Benny was wrong as the technical, but Copeland was doing, he took a, like a terrible shot and he was pulled and he was coached on it. Right. And like, you got to own that, bro. You got to own that. So, you know. I, I, I've never seen that from Quadir, and I guess maybe it's a one-off, maybe. It's an anomaly, to say the least. Right. But that's what I'm talking about when we're talking about negative energy and all that stuff, negative negativity, period. Um, at our Boris 9, obviously several issues at play. Some seen, many probably not seen. Could have been a ma- could it have been a major contributor? If you're not in, if you're not all in with the program, or for whatever reason, things are less likely to k- click. Let's see how the team moves forward. Um, that was my biggest concern. If if I'm being honest, is how the team responds against Louisville and. Yeah, it's a tough situation, it is. right? Yeah, because you get killed. You know, I mean, you get blown out. You lose two games in a row. You lose a player. So, um, the one thing, you know, I know you didn't listen to to Red's uh, press conference, but the one thing that he kept, you know, he only spoke a little bit about the situation. He didn't really talk about what happened or anything, even though there were some people that kept pressing him. Um, but essentially, he he made he and you could tell he he was emotional about it when he was talking because I think he was his recruiter. And he basically said that it's it was it's been an emotional two days, so that just tells me that they like him, but for some reason we just can't can't get right. Well, and it, it was just best situation for both people for both parties. But at the end of the day, everybody liked him, so it was an emotional situation. He said it was emotional for the team, and you could tell visibly that it was emotional uh, for him as well. So it sends a message: this is not going to be tolerated, and right. it and it sucks. But right. you, you don't do it with some guy wearing warm-up suit every game, you know, that's 
causing trouble. You know, you do it with anybody. But I'm saying though, it was Benny Williams. He was he was yep. second yep. off the bench, first off the bench. Sometimes I mean, it sends a message. It's not going to be tolerated, and he was out of line. And so it's it's. <laughs> I'm funny. I'm sure that what. No, I'm just saying it's funny because you. I mean, my brother Alex, his his message on Facebook was Coach Red sending a message to the players we have now and the future players coming in. That he will not deal with any nonsense. He wants a disciplined team, and it's his first year as a coach, so I give him props. Yeah, absolutely, and and I totally agree because I was saying it, and he, um, it, it sends a message like this to not only will it not be tolerated, but look, look, I don't care who you are on this team. There's a certain level, there's there's certain expectations of behavior that are going to be tolerated. And if you don't abide by them, I, you could be my brother. You're going to have to go. It is not, e- I mean, it is not easy Mm-mm. letting a good player, a good teammate go, but you can't, you can't be a pushover. Right. And if he could also be a good person, he could. And it's just well, right. athletics. And it he's sucks. Just uber competitive. And he just, yeah, exactly. And he loses his, he gets too emotional. He gets too into the game. He gets too upset too easy. There's a number of issues, man. I mean, this is, he's a human being, right? I mean, right. Those, those things factor into daily life. Exactly. So, with that said, I mean, he did the right thing. And I, I totally understand where he's coming from, man. I mean, I've let people go that I did, that just broke my heart to, yeah. to be, but you, just I mean, you certain... run teams, so it's the same exactly. thing. That's why you can say that, is that you have teams. I mean, you know that, okay, like this guy's a likable guy. Team likes him, but he's got some, you know, he can't can't follow he the rules, can't, he you can't, know, like you said. He can't get out of his own way. He, right. You know, he can't, you know, he's, he's, a, he's got but he spread, po- but it spreads. Poor leadership or whatever whatever it is, you know, negative attitude. and Right. But if you allow one guy to get away with it, then that starts to spread to everybody else. And it He's a likable guy. It's easy. So I mean, yeah, he made the right he made the right move. Yeah, and yeah. and again, that was one thing I did want to talk about when we brought up this in part of this segment is uh like kudos for Adrian Autry to be like, dude, no. Nah. Like I have my set of standards, I have my set of expectations, and this is what it's gonna be. You know? I mean, yeah. you have to do that. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, you do, and it sets the standard like like you just said, I mean, it's, it sets a standard for what it's going to be. And you'd rather have people buy into what you're doing and know exactly what to expect than just assume that. Right. You know, just assume that they can run the show. I mean, the yeah. inmates don't run the asylum. I mean, no. plain and simple. So, yep. um, and, and, and realistically, too, that's setting the table for everything. I mean, that's even going into next year. It could like be. Whatever, whatever's yeah. going on, there's probably players right now that already know they're going to transfer. Probably. But they don't want to get dismissed from the team, right? And give up ten games, like to your point, nine, ten games where you could show your skill and then go in the transfer portal. You know, Benny's got a technical foul, a shoulder bump, uh, skipping the layup line, and no more games. And now a team's going to have to take that on with nothing Spitting else behind it, right? Yeah, so. right. And not to say he can't come back from that, but again, I mean, the resume that he's left out there, you've just de- def- you've just decreased your odds dramatically, right? right. Basically. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's get into talking about the win One over more. Louisville. Oh, okay, boy, oh boy. Here he is. I have to give down. Staying on base. Right? Did he say Facebook sucks? He wasn't let go because of play. It was his failure to adhere to team rules and standards as a member of the team. If coach let him slide, it would create a cancer that you would never be able to get rid of. Life is full of lessons. When we fail is when we grow the most. If we use that failure and don't repeat the action. 
I wish him well in his future and Facebook sucks. <laughs> it's a good one. That's a good that's as good as Mahir's. I like I like both of those. And and I like David's too, by the way. And and I hope David's not mad at me for for disagreeing slightly there. So I'm pretty sure, sure I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he'll be okay. But uh he yeah. did he did use a, 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 a middle finger emoji. So I mean I hope I'm not in that line of fire, that's all I'm saying. Um That's okay. Yeah, it's fine. I've been flipped off before. Yeah. Um all right, the game last night. Like I said, I didn't hear what coach had to say, and um, that's that's on me. I was I'm, I got super busy. He said no defense, and, and then huh? I said no defense earlier. He said did he, he said say? no defense too? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> no, well, there was th- no defense. I mean, I wish that um, our pre-show meeting was recorded. We should probably just not say anything because um, we already had a conversation about this. But we'll we'll try to recreate it, and then we'll do some fan feedback. And then we'll try to save a, a wee bit of time for Clemson as we meet uh, Joe Girard once again, his last time in the Dome. Um, <clears throat> unless he's got another COVID year or something. Who knows? Uh, okay. Which he probably does. He might have three. I don't know. Um, all right. Look. So I kind of touched on it earlier. Bell doesn't hit eight out of ten threes. Um, we're not winning this game. If we hit nope. free throws – um, you know, you, you still have a fighting chance, but 45% from the free throw line is awful. Um, I saw whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, how many? 66. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 66. Yes. Yeah. It was 22 for 23. My bad. And I was yeah. looking at, I was looking at three point, which is good. Yeah. 45 is good. Yeah. But, um, you know, teams have been lighting us up. The defense has been porous. Um, we have been getting lit up from three Louisville average. Like I want to say they average like three threes a game coming in to last night and they hit 11, uh, 11 for 15, 73 percent, whatever, whatever. 11 for You're getting 15. the free throw. I know. I know. I know. I know. I am. You're right. I am 11 for 25, um, 44%. I'm sorry. So, um, that's still that's terrible. I will say this though that um, Chris Chris Bell has boosted up his his three point percentage up to I saw this earlier. Where the hell is it? 39, 39.6 percent, which is pretty damn good. And what else I realized on Syracuse aside from the game is that we only have three players scoring in double digits, but so does Clemson. So um, I guess whatever. No, we had five in this game. Well, I know I'm talking average for the year. Yeah, I know. So. So what the, the, the most glaring thing to me was that we pretty much had a six-man rotation, and I don't know how long that can last. You might be able to pull that off against the Louisville, but um, you know I just don't see this being a winning formula going forward, and we're going to have to have someone step up so Malik Brown can play his position. I mean, I don't know any other way around it peter if it's peter carey is it hema i mean what's going on i saw hema in a, in a jersey but but warm-up pants last night and yeah. you know again we never saw him hit the floor i expected to see cuff and we never saw cuff um it's just it's kind of um it's kind of like regressive in we all know why it's not like it's a it's a shock or a, a you know no one knows what the hell is going on but Right. It's just um 
as teams, and we talked about last show, as teams are getting better and, and, and kind of finding the rhythm and playing as a team and more guys are getting more minutes off the bench and things like that, we are... Our guys are getting injured and getting get, dismissed from the team. Yeah, we're doing bad. And Syracuse, um, a little a little tidbit from the juice. Um, the Orange have allowed their last three opponents to shoot 59.5% from the field and 51.6% from three-point range. Yeah. That's a problem. I mean, the glaring thing with me is rebounds. I mean, they oh, won the rebounds. Yes. You're, you're right. They won the rebounds, forty to twenty-one. I mean, yeah. they almost doubled us up. They had fourteen offensive rebounds. Um, but I think our saving grace was, um, because we definitely we both shot very similar as far as field goal percentage, three point percentage. I think that as much as we did go twenty-two with thirty-three for sixty-seven, sixty-six percent. Um, they went 11 of 15, better percentage, but we still got 11 more points from the free throw line than they did. And um, they had 17 turnovers to our 10, and their fast break points were six. Our fast break points were 33. Well, second chance points on your rebound comment was 23 to 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a lot of points off of second chances. So Yeah, 23. Um, <laughs> the rebound and second chance points that they had – we just outmatched them with free throws and with fast break points off turnovers. Um, that really was the game. But again, like you said, that's you can't do that against a lot of other players or like other teams. Um, there's, <laughs> I mean, a win's a win. But again, like you, you have to play better defense. And to um, you know, Coach Autry's point, um, and another thing that he brought up in his post game press conference was that he acknowledged the fact that he was going to have to play Munir more going forward. Okay. And um, that uh, the other thing that was weird was that uh, Judah, they talked about Judah and there was a little stretch there where Judah just sat for a long little time. A long, you know little, I mean? a long little time. Long little time. I yeah. mean, it wasn't. I know. A, it I know what you're felt about. longer than what it actually was. I, I felt for like Judah because he's normally in. I mean, he only played 30 minutes. I don't know. I feel like he's played more than 30 minutes in almost every game this year. So I felt like he uh, sat for a long little time against Wake Forest too. <laughs> I don't know, but I well, felt Co- like Coach Audrey said that he liked how Copeland was playing. And that they were going to keep in there. And then Chris Bell, obviously, it probably had a lot to do with Chris Bell hitting all his shots. So He played three more minutes against Wake Forest than he did last night. So he played 33 minutes against Wake Forest. There was a, there was a long time there where I was like, why is he on the bench still? <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. And it was in the second half there before he came yeah. in when we were like, you know, down and we came back and... But, yeah, I mean, we got to see a little bit more. Um, again, Justin Taylor, kind of, a, I mean, 24 minutes, and just that as a stat line is kind of, I mean, two points, one turnover, one assist, one rebound. It was the like, first two points for Syracuse, too. Yeah. Like, he started so <laughs> he strong. He scored the first two points of the game, yeah. <laughs> he got. He's so sick of people standing and clapping three minutes into the game, he made a shot. Maybe, yeah. you know what, maybe we're on to something. Stand and clap the whole time so Justin Taylor scores. Yeah, that might work. I don't know. Then maybe Chris Bell doesn't hit, though. I mean, Chris Bell, but he was a saving grace last night. I yes, mean, obviously. You can look at, I mean, Judah, Judah had a good line. J.J. Starling had a good line. Quadriga Copeland had a good line. Malik Brown, 11 points, six blocks, five steals, five assists, nine rebounds. Like, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. But 
Chris Bell going eight for ten from the three point line with six rebounds, a steal in possibly in game clinching block. It was a game clinching block, and this is a guy we don't normally see play defense. So he was effing motivated last night. I mean, he was. Uh, there was something in him, and maybe this. The who knows? Maybe he went out to prove a point. I don't know. But I mean, I hope so, and I hope he keeps that fire going and that confidence going because, I mean, six rebounds when we've always talked to him. I mean, we were, like, happy if he got one. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, six rebounds and then that block with 30 points? Like, come on. Yeah, it was insane. I mean, he sat for a minute, right? Uh, how many minutes? Two? No, excuse me. Seven. He played 33 yeah. minutes. Yeah, seven minutes. So, um, anyway, yeah. A win is a win. I was just a little pissed that Joe was right, like David said here. Unfortunately, Joe was correct. He says, unfortunately, Joe was correct. It was a cardiac cues kind of game. His, re- his reward, let him start the first ever podcast segment of what they what are they putting in our food. This... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read this. I haven't read these. This win does not inspire confidence for the next two home games. Um, so it's time to switch up the podcast format. Yes. So you know what? We're going to uh, we're going to switch to uh, the Cuse Militia Cigar Reviews. What do you think, Joe? No. Yeah. What am I? I have nothing. I sorry. Like you have your Marlboro Light cigars. <sighs> At Drew Cuse, I feel like the refs, the refs helped us get that W. No way that was a goal 10. I have to agree with this. I have to agree. The, the overhead shot did not seem like a goal 10 to me. It wasn't in the cylinder and it didn't touch the backboard. I don't know how we got away with that one, but I'll take it. I thought about that at the end of the game. Like, we got... Which one are you talking about? The last, the last shot. The Quadier Copeland... It was a Malik Brown. If it wasn't called a goaltend, or was it oh, called? Oh, then Malik Brown was just going to dunk it Ma- home. Yes, correct. So it doesn't matter at the end of the day, which is why it's not a huge point of contention. But but that was I don't think that was a goaltend. So no, that was called a foul. Was it not? No, it was called the goaltend. Okay. I think he right. hit okay. the bottom. Okay, he hit the bottom. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, Nadal. That was such a good game. Props to the fight shown by Syracuse and by a 7-15 and 15 Louisville. Again, I can't tell if that's tinged with sarcasm or not on there. But, either way. Oh, yeah, there's sarcasm. <laughs> it seems that way. At Joe Catskill, good, uh, a good but ugly win. Uh, had they made their free throws, it would have been an easy win. Uh, guards need to drive and dish more. Yeah, I, I, um, I will say this. You can, we can play the ifs and buts game, and that's fine. But if they're hitting their free throws, is Chris Bell still hitting his three-pointers? I mean, it's just like wanting to put a full game together type thing. It's And Judah Mintz is so strong on the free throw line, and he went, he went 9, nine for 15. 15. So, you know, it was just – it was hard to watch from the line. And um, for a team that started really strong, you know, I mean – we all remember the 
Joe Girard free throw days, right? I mean, we're keeping track. And one time he had, he was like close to a record or set a record or something like that for free throws made in a row. I, mm. mean, I mean, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you look at Judy, and you're like, man, this guy can contend with that. I feel like he really can. So, um, but as of late, it's been tough. And you can see him getting extremely frustrated by it, too, at times. So, and you don't want that to creep into your game. So, anyway. Um, at BBQs, see, it's pretty good. Um, refs took the game over. We couldn't rebound, defend, or hit free throws, but we won an exciting game after a tough, tough week of losses and drama. I'll take it. I love that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, what else you got, Joe, over there on in Facebook land? Uh, I mean, there's a couple of guys that are sad in here. Very, you know, Peter, very lucky to get by a seven-win team with a, you know, a cry face. Um, Aaron, Aaron, need to work on D, and congrats, Bell, on career night and key block. Uh, player attributes are troubling what happened to team pride passion and cheering for each other and then tim uh krangle facebook says feels like we lost <laughs> the only reason it felt like we lost to me is because joe was right <laughs> that's why it felt like that. we lost to me i was like shit i'm gonna have to say it tomorrow which is fine. I don't have like that much pride in it. Like I don't care that much. But I think it was more the fact that I think it was more the fact that it's just not what I was expecting. You know what I mean? It's just like you look at this team and you're like, did they all of a sudden just get good at Florida State? <laughs> I mean, no, no. I mean, there's that. But also, I think that you know when you have a team that's fighting through so much stuff when you have that two game losing streak losing the way you did Wake Forest and I'm sure that there was some conversations and some things and practices that weren't very were very uncomfortable and then with Benny getting dismissed like there's there's been a lot that's gone on since Saturday so you know a lot of times when that happens you know um, you don't necessarily respond in the best way as a team that's kind of where I was going with that, you know, um, plus on top of Louisville getting a little bit better. Do you want to talk about Tyler Johnson or what? I just mentioned Tyler Johnson. You said we can talk about that. What were you, were you, did you have something in mind specifically to talk about there or were you just, what do you mean? Well, I was, I, I don't remember what I was saying now, but I thought you said, well, we'll talk about that. And I'm like, oh, okay. You must have something to say about it. So I was just reminded. Oh, Tyler Johnson. I mean, I think, I think he's a very good player. I think that he took the game over early, and I think he's the main sole reason why we went to 2-3 zone. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, he's excellent. And coming off the bench averaging eight points before Florida State and then, you know, just kind of, you know, getting put in the starting lineup yesterday for Louisville, I mean, he's a good, he's a good player. He's a good player. He's a threat for sure. And he's he's fast and he's active, and that's what I love. It's very Syracuse esque. Yeah, I think that he. I mean, we moved we moved to two three zone, and uh, they brought in Sky Clark, who had a great game. Uh, and then Tyler, he kind of like you know sprained his ankle or did something. Had went Looks to the like locker room right there. Got it taped. Something. Got it taped. Yeah, yeah. And then he came out in halftime. But again, you're not going to be as fast. I mean, it's still going to hinder you a little bit, but. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, he was a very impressive player. There was a bunch of impressive players on that team. 
and I feel like that team is young and still just trying to figure it out. Um, but yeah, it, it, the rebounding was very concerning. Rebounding was atrocious, and you know, you just you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was a point of contention with the broadcasters. It was glaringly obvious. The 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 twenty three to three on the second chance points is is another great way to lose a game. And if you look at the stats, you got to be shocked. If you don't look at the final score and you look at the stats, you got to be shocked we won. If you just look at the 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 bottom line stats, and you know what I'm saying, it, you got to be shocked we won. And I am. So <laughs> I guess I'm right. At Ken Can <laughs> at Ken Can of three one five. Uh, Autry needs to get Benny involved more. Not sure why he didn't play tonight. Too soon, dude. Way That's, too soon. Way too soon, bro. Okay. Uh, at Crimson Fury 006. If that three point, if that three pointer sunk at the last second, Coach Autry would have been fuming red. Thank goodness for that win. Um, well, it didn't. If Simbots were candy and nuts, Joe. Well, have a Merry Christmas. That's right. Um, so, anyway, look. Escaped with the W. I don't have much more to say about it. I am concerned about the rotation going forward. I do think that uh, I am glad to hear that Coach talked about Monier. And, I mean, I think it's obvious that that needs to happen. And you're going to see Malik Brown play a little bit more um, in his position. And, you know, I think – I don't know if he's played – in his position all year or not, but I noticed it last night in when Peter Carey came in and Peter Carey only came in for three minutes and I think it started with trying to block an inbounds pass. So I don't know, Joe. Maybe maybe that ends up at some point somehow, some way being positive. Cause I think where what Malik I hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. I think what you know Malik was doing playing out of position like that. I mean that can make a player better in their position. It really can. I mean cause mm-hmm. that's that's a difficult. He's outmatched m- much of the time. Um, he's down there grinding. And it's very physical, and he's done a tremendous job so far. So, you know, we'll see what happens going forward. But um, I'm I'd be lying if I didn't say I was excited to see if you know what this looks like if Monier does get. Um, some more opportunities. So, and if you throw Peter Carey in there, who's been getting a little bit, you know, he's getting three minutes here. Three minutes. <laughs> Who am I kidding? This sucks. All right, let's talk. <laughs> All right, let's screw this. Let's talk about Clemson, okay? Look, obviously, the glaringly obvious thing is Joe Girard, and we'll get into that. The all-time series sits at eight and six in favor of Clemson. Uh, the last meeting between the two was a loss last year, and uh, that would make Clemson on a one-game win streak. Uh, as we've gone two for two in the last four games, Mintz Girard. Edwards, Bell, and Brown. You're starting five. Mints with 23 points and Edwards with 10 rebounds. Uh, the Syracuse Orangemen and the Clemson Tigers first met in 1960. The two teams did not play again for 46 years until they met in the quarterfinals of the 2007 NIT tournament. And Clemson would take that game 74-70 against Devendorf, Routens, Watkins, Roberts, and Nichols, if you can imagine that in the NIT. Clemson held a 2-0 edge over Syracuse, uh, to that being the second one, before the Orange joined the ACC. All of that, thank you to... Um, Thank you to orangehoops.org. Look, Clemson just came off of a win against uh, North Carolina on Tuesday. 
and that was at North Carolina, 80 to 76. So, hmm. we played in North Carolina this year, haven't we? Yeah. What was the score of that game? <laughs> Uh, hundred not, not great, Bob. Uh, P.J. Hall, he's going to lead in points. And like I mentioned earlier, they got three guys scoring in double figures, that being P.J. Hall, Joseph Gerard III, and Chase Hunter. Um, and Who? then it, Chase Hunter? No, the second guy. Never Joseph, Joseph Gerard III? I don't know. Oh, okay. um, Ian Shefflin is uh, another guy. He's right on the cusp of, and this is a scrappy dude. And yep. um, he's a great player. Um, he's right on the cusp of um, double digits as well, at 9.7 points a game. But Joe Girard leading the team in assists with three, and P.J. Hall steals the rest of the main five categories with steals at one and blocks at 1.8. Joe Girard is shooting 42.8% from three. Six- Get out of here. 65 for 152, Joseph Girard is. What? And uh, yes, uh, the best numbers of his career, in fact, from the floor and mm. and, and all together, and especially from behind the arc, which is weird, because uh, we yeah. had a guy that looked just like him with a very similar name, and um, a I, lot of I, people thought that he was only good enough to play like Albany, D, right? Yeah, like D two, yeah. D three. Yes, yeah, exactly. Central Michigan. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. They looked That's alike. Super weird. Similar name. Um, Doppelgangers. Gotta hate him. The dudes lighten it up. Um, and I've feared this game since the yep. announcement that Joe, Joseph Gerard was going to play for Clemson. We knew we had to play him at least once. I was hoping it was going to be at Clemson and that be it. But no, we play him twice. And uh, one's going to be at the Dome and one's going to be at Clemson. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, with that said, as a team, they're shooting uh, 46.5% from the field, 78% from the free throw line, and 35.1% from behind the arc. And then there's um, Ian Shefflin, who is also hitting from three. He just doesn't take as many, like not yeah. even close, but right. he's 11 for 20 for what it's worth. So, um, Joe, this is a, a quad one uh, game for Syracuse at home with Clemson being uh, 29th in the net, which is... Um, another opportunity for Syracuse, and you know, I'm. It's going to be interesting to see, but I've got to imagine, and this is no disrespect to our Orangemen, that Joseph Gerard is coming in with a chip on his shoulder. And I'm not real sure if you guys remember when Joseph Gerard played with a chip when he played for us, but I, you know, he he came out a lot and was very good. <laughs> he was good when he played with a chip, dude. He was good. So. Yeah, um, we've talked about this like for a long time. Yes, finally, um, finally, game, we can stop talking about it on Sunday. Not really, because we got to play him again. Well, but this is the dome I guess, game. So realistically, again, this is a situation where you talk about one of these teams that get a couple, you know, guys that we, guys that they recruited that are now juniors and seniors, and then. Um, Transfer portal guys like Joe Girard and like Jack Clark from. Uh, you know what's funny? Inst- Hold on, I gotta stop you. Do you know what's hilarious? I was just looking while we we're while we we're doing some fan feedback for um, the Louisville game, and I'm like, oh, this this um, Chase Hunter. I didn't remember Chase Hunter. I'm like, where the hell is he from? Dude's a five year. Dude's a five year. I fifth remember year, him. Fifth year yeah. senior. I barely. I, I didn't remember him. I mean, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. 
I just am an idiot. But he's a fifth-year senior, and I'm looking for a transfer, and I'm like, there's not really any transfers on this team. Except for Joe Girard. <laughs> just like- well, Joe Girard, he transferred in Jack Clark, um, the senior. He um, he transferred from NC, was it LaSalle, LaSalle to NC State to here. So he's a transfer, too. 6'10 transfer. So essentially, when you really look at it, um, you have PJ Hall, who's you know the stud of the team, the big guy, six ten center, who's you know gonna Malik Brown's gonna have his hands full with that guy regardless, right? Um, Monier Hema, or him. Um, <laughs> but again, you got PJ Hall, who's been there for four years, four year senior. Shefflin, who says a load, he was very um, impressive against North Carolina, six eight two. 35 240 like he's a good player he hustles um he's a junior he's been there for three years and then jack clark and chase hunter and joe gerard it's there's all their fifth year so again you have a very experienced team versus our team is basically a bunch of sophomores um you got uh rj godfrey to ford that comes off the bench and chauncey wiggins as well but uh another ford that comes off the bench those two are sophomores uh they don't really go that deep uh, Hunter and obviously Gerard, they they play a lot of the guards, but dude, you're looking at PJ Hall six ten as a center, Jack Clark six ten as a forward, Ian Shefflin six eight, and Godfried and Wiggins are six eight and six ten respectively coming off the bench. So I just I look at this and I'm like, how uh, how are we going to compete with that size? How are we going to compete with that size? I don't I don't I don't know. They they were what they got. I think out-rebounded by one against North Carolina. They held their own against Ingram and Baycott and those guys. And, and you know, that's, obviously we know what happened insane. with that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, honestly, to me, this game, when I looked at North Carolina and Clemson, there was a lot of fouls. There was only 11 turnovers between both teams. There wasn't a lot of fast break points. Um, I feel like the only chance we got, I think we got to have some guys hit. Um, um, Chris Bell and Judah – and JJ, they got to be on their game, and we got to make it ugly. We got to make it ugly so that the the fast break points and the free throws and the things that that got us over the hump against Louisville is going to get us over the hump against Clemson. Um, I mean, that's really because we're going to be a smaller team. We're going to be a smaller, more athletic team against that six eight, six ten, six ten, with you know Hunter being six four, Gerard being six two. Um, you know, those are going to be some tough guards, you know, on offense. But when we're on offense, I think that we're going to create some mismatches as well, you know, especially if you get the right guys in there. If Chris Bell's hitting in Quadier Copeland, I mean, you're going to have a 6'10 guy guarding Quadier Copeland out at the, you know, the three point line. So, you know, the first glimpse, you look at it and you're like, wow, they're way bigger than us. Like, we're not, I mean, yeah, I do not expect us to out rebound them whatsoever. But whatever they get off of out rebounding and second chance points, we have to make up in free throws and in uh, points off of turnovers. And that's pretty much going to be our game. Um, I don't think going to a 2-3 zone against this team is going to be beneficial at all. Because I don't think it doesn't matter what defense we play. I think we're getting out rebound regardless. So I think we got to think about the things that we can win at and where we have the advantages. And, you know, we pressure the right people. I mean, we've seen Joe Girard get pressured and have issues he's, bringing he's, the ball he's up. He struggles right? sometimes, yeah. I mean, right. So... Um, and Chase Hunter's pretty good with that, but then you got a bunch of forwards and in, in, in centers that are six eight, six ten, 
they're going to be playing against. They're going to be getting guarded by six, 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 seven, six, eight. You know, guys that are like small forwards. So, um, I mean, we're going to have to fight. That's 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 no doubt. Like, I mean, we're going to need a little bit of luck with Clemson missing some shots. We're going to have to fight and stop. I mean, we we have to to the effort's got to be there the whole game. Does, um, does Syracuse have the fight? I don't know. I've seen the fight. We've all seen the fight, um, and we've seen it without Benny. Yeah, but Benny has, but Benny has obviously been a help too. So, I mean, look, our next games we're we're home against Clemson, we're home against North Carolina. You know, you know, we're all talking about when we lost at Boston College or at Wake Forest. Oh, you know, NIT or this isn't a tournament team. This isn't that. I mean, realistically, these two games are, you know, they're they're pretty much our tournament. You know, when you look at a lot of the losses that we've had in the ACC, they're basically from the teams, the top five teams in the ACC standings. Um, after the team, these, I'm sorry, Joe, after these two games, there's six games left of the regular season. Right. So there's still a so, lot of time. No, I mean, no. Six, I'm, six I'm, plus 15 is 21, right? I, I'm, yes. I'm kind of, right. I'm kind of saying the opposite. I'm kind of saying, I'm kind of saying the opposite. I, I don't think there's a lot of time. I think that, no, there's not. But I'm saying these are the games. These two games are going to tell us a lot about that's, the rest of the season. Th- that's right? what I'm saying. You've got these two right. games, and then you've only got six more. If you shit your pants twice, you, you, these next the, the, the six games to follow may not be enough to do anything. Like, right. like this, is the, the, this is the time to impress if you're going to do it. Right. And obviously North Carolina, that's the last chance that we have of like a highlight win, right? Like a prime time, huge win. Mm-hmm. But these two, two games against Clemson are huge. Cause right mm-hmm. now we're in, we're in front of Clemson right. in the standings of the ACC. We got one game and on them. There's only one team that's ahead of us in the ACC standings that we it's- have, that we haven't lost to that we beat and that's NC state. And we still play them again too. So, um, and we dominated NC state really. Right. So if we win the right games, then you're talking about a situation where we could be looked at as a top six team in the ACC and we're, and we're keeping our status there. Um, but again, for the fans that want to see us jump back into the picture and jump back into the net and actually be, okay, they might be a bubble team, it's these next two games at home. Yeah. Did you say, what did you say about the teams ahead of us that we didn't beat? Because we beat Pitt, we beat. Miami. No, what I'm saying is the only game, the only teams, the only games we've lost in the ACC are to the top five teams in the ACC. We haven't lost to anybody that's outside of the top five. Gotcha. Okay. But Clemson is behind us. NC State's at six. We're at seven. They're, Clemson's at eight. Right. They're right. Exactly. They're actually in the top. Yeah, you're right. Top five. We're seventh. So, yeah. so, so if we get the games against Clemson and the game against NC state. And then we win the games we're supposed to against, you know, Louisville and Notre Dame later on. And then obviously we have the, the rando one against Virginia tech. Um, I mean, we can still put ourselves in a, in a good position. Um, and, and, and again, too, we all, you know, we did this during football season and obviously basketball season seems a little bit longer, but there's just more games. Um, it's, it came down to expectations. You know, if you were to say, Okay, Syracuse, like, like for instance, right now we have, what, eight games left? We're 15 yes. and eight. So if we go five and three the next two, the next eight games, and we're 20 and 11, like, and we end up going to the NIT, I mean, the beginning of the season, would we have been okay with that? Like, I don't even think we knew what to expect in the beginning of the season. I think 
I did it to myself again that I did have higher expectations for this team. And I thought this was going to be a tournament tournament team. And even through watching Maui Invitational and even the losses there, I thought this was a tournament team. So I kind of did fool myself into, um, you know, what I wanted and what I and what my gut well, was it's telling human me. nature. So right? I know, but I'm just saying that if you would have told me that your question is if you told me we were going to be 20 and 11 and go to the NIT, would you be okay with that? I mean, I guess I'd be okay with it, but I'd be like, I think this team's better than that. That's what I would say. That would be my honest opinion. Even in the beginning of the season before you even saw them. Like I said, I would be okay with that, but I did what I tell everybody not to do, and that's set expectations. So it was too late. It was too late. I was already thinking that this team was going to be a dude. Chance Westery, you know, you got JJ Starling coming in, you got Judah Mintz coming back, you got right, you know, you well, got McLeod coming on, coming in. But with, but with that thought prospect, you know, with that thought, um, like that thought process, that means that you're expecting something from Chance Chance Westry, who was injured and never did anything, right? Yeah, and Nahim McLeod, who's Nahim McLeod, who started slow, and then our big, the tallest man ever that. Play for played at Syracuse University is now out for the season, and then our b- best forward coming off the bench is now just missed from the team. You know, I mean, I just we're not playing with a full deck here, and right. I, I mean, all I want to see is fight. All I want to see is fight, but I also want to see Red keep his integrity and keep his standards, keep his expectations the way that he's done. You know, if he's made certain decisions in the way he's coached because he's trying to create a culture there. And that, in fact, maybe hurts this first year. I was just going to say, you, you maybe you have to sacrifice right? the first year you have to, to set, sacrifice to set the, the first standard, year, right? Yeah. Because yeah. if you're not, you set the standard, you set the expectations, and after the first year, players are going to know whether or not they're going to want to deal with it or not. So I oh, feel like there's going to be yeah. a nice little roster reconstruction this year. And maybe it's not. Maybe we have, maybe everyone's on board and we just get the right players to come in. But even right now, Benny being out. Benny being gone, we only have one scholarship. We got two players coming in. So someone's got to go. And that's not even counting any transfers coming in. So at the end of the day, it's going to be interesting. But I just hope that that, that Red and the whole coaching staff, that they set a precedent, that this is going to be our standards, this is going to be our expectations. And if you're not on board and you don't want to get on on board with this program, then you got to go somewhere else. And that's that's my biggest thing more than anything else. I don't want him to get caught up to where he loses his team. He loses his like he's got to set a standard, set a precedent, and then he's got to stay with it. And whatever the final results are by the end of the season, like so be it. Because whoever comes in next is going to know what the deal is. Yeah, and I mean that's where I'm at now. But that's not where I right. was at because of the roster that we saw. And, and it just looked – on paper, it looked fantastic. But, you know, I'll say, you know, you want to see fight in this team. I want to see fight. I want to see control. Okay? There, there's a difference between between fighting and being – fighting but being sloppy. No, I mean, yes. You know, I, mean, I mean, I get it. It's this, more like this, effort. This, I don't, I'm sick of seeing these players like give up on plays or they something happens and now they're just going down haphazardly the just fucking just, excuse Barely, my French, jogging down right, the court. You right. know what I mean? Like, I don't like that. And, I, you know, I you saw Judah get benched for that. And I think that's why, you know, Bell got benched for that as well. Yeah. And, and don't, don't, don't be 
lobbying refs as as you're trying to get back on defense, stuff like that. I mean, but yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not going to go back in time. On to the next play, right? Right, yeah. On to the next play, because all that's doing is that's distracting you, right? It's it's the one thing I do kind of, I mean, I missed several things about Jim Beheim because, you know, he's Jim Beheim, and I know that there's haters out there, but he was post-game pressers, post-game pressers <laughs> in lobbying refs. I mean, he was awesome at lobbying refs. And yep. I feel like um, Syracuse has gotten hosed less this year, though, with Jim Bayham gone. I mean, you kind of noticed that. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. So, I Kill mean, him with kindness. Yeah. Kill not, him with kindness. Not for anything. Maybe Coach was part of the problem, if you know what I'm saying. Like, we kind of knew that. I know nah. we've said that. I know we've said that on the show, that that – Officials don't They're just like assumptions. Him. You can always take one side or the it's, other, but you got to bring them up, right? You got to think. You got to think yeah, about it at yeah, least, right? Yeah, and you got to admit though, like you've seen a difference this year. Yeah. We we've had games. The Wake Forest game was not great. I mean, it was not a it was not a fair. Dude, how many game. times in in the podcast have I brought up my dad and bitching about the refs? Oh, several, several, yeah, several, I'm, several. It's been very limited this year. It has because there hasn't been a touch, a bunch to complain about. <laughs> we've been getting pretty solid calls. I mean, we've been treated pretty fair. I mean, you can yeah. point to every game and find something, but the Wake oh, Forest game was probably Wake Forest game is probably the worst. But um, and there was, I think, there was enough there to complain <laughs> about. But we wouldn't have won that game regardless, so it wasn't yeah. really a point to, of contention for me. But yeah, I mean, no. I feel like that it's a little different this year, and I think that the approach is different in 47 years of Jim Beheim uh, berating you and, <laughs> and that being pat. Like, think about this. This has been passed down for generations. <laughs> like, Bro, dude, think about how many refs have started their career and retired their career under Jim Beheim. Uh, Jim Jim uh, while Jim Beheim's been coaching, and they, and yeah. you know maybe they're training guys or they're working with new the guys. Only Syracuse and they're like, coach that's ever berated me yeah like you know you you start with the you know 47 years ago with a official who trains an official and, and it's like look freaking Beheim, dude he's a total pain in the <laughs> it's ass crazy yeah like like he's just, crazy man just, just he's he's nuts he's gotta let him go he yells he's he's in your face yeah. he's pointing he's screaming it's theatrics just give Don't it let him to, touch you just, he picks his nose just i mean yeah there's give it to him just freaking let him have it so for 47 <laughs> years or for 46 years after the first year they learned and for 46 years syracuse gets home and then they get to the ACC, and it's, it was even worse in 2014. But anyway, um, just—I mean, that's just a conspiracy theory. We love you, Jim. We're just, you know, it's just, you know, BBS. Yeah, so. yeah, he listens. Um, okay, it's funny. That will look. All right, let's pick this game. Let's do this real quick, and then we—I gotta go. Ah, uh, that's not. I'm gonna do it. <sighs> um, okay, so look, um, Syracuse is not exactly. Uh, lighten it up off. They did light it. They kind of lit it up offensively yesterday, but both defenses were atrocious. So, um, you know, I, you gotta, you gotta kind of give them a pass on that. They're, they're averaging like 76 points a game or something like that. Right. Um, Clemson's not too far ahead with, with 79. So, and I, I don't, I just gauge, I just, I'm coming up with a gauge because, you know, sometimes you can play a team that's really scoring a lot. And I think that what you said, it's going to come down to fight and, and rebounds. And I don't think – I hope we have the fight, and I hope we don't give up. But there is no way – gosh, I hope I'm wrong. 
I, maybe sometimes I can will it this way. There's no freaking way we close the gap on rebounds. Um, no. From from what even UNC did to us, right? So we're last night was forty to twenty one. It, it could be very similar to that, and I think we get maybe I don't know something similar to that, and I think we get um, hammered with second chance points again. And like I said, I just want to see him fight. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna I'm gonna say eighty two to sixty four Clemson. Damn, is, son. Is, is that too much? I think so. Okay, well I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, well, so I think that, you know, we talked about it. It's it's a game of ebbs and flows. I think this team has been down, obviously, because of the losses, the way they lost to Wake Forest. Um, obviously, Benny leaving emotional stuff, but I feel like they felt they they fought through that uh, against the Louisville game. I think that they'll be in, in better spirits. It's a home game. Um, Joe Girard's coming back. I think the Dome's going to be packed. The uh, Dome better be packed. packed. It'll be packed. Um, don't boo him, please. Um, <laughs> and if it's just because of the fact that if you don't like him, that's fine. But don't don't boo so, him because that's so going to be mo- – but that's going to be – not only is it going to be a bad look it's to the motivation. fans, but that's going to be motivation for Joe Girard. So please stop. I've been dreading this game since I did not want Joe Girard to come back to the Dome because I know what he can do. We all know what he can do. Um, so, yeah, I mean there's a path to victory in every game. Of course. Um, but Just not this one. I mean it's not – I'm not even going to say that. Even in this one there is. Uh, got to speed him up. You got to speed them up. They're not deep at guard. We're deep at guard. So to me, I mean, you speed them up. You go to you go to full full court when you can. Um, if you got to, if Malik gets you know tired and and you got to bring Carrier Murnier Hema in, like whatever, like you're just bodies at that point. They're still going to get the rebounds. Just if if you were there or not there. Um, but at the end of the day, we need to speed them up. We need to turn them over, fast break points, try to get some people in foul trouble. Like that's the type of game that we got to – I mean, it's going to be gritty. It's going to be just you know fight, effort, and that's our path to victory, doing that, getting guys in foul trouble, free throw line, fast break points, turnovers, like all that stuff because we're not going to win rebounds. Um, and they're going to have big guys have their way as long as they can. Um, <clears throat> but I think they're going to do – I think they're, they're going to fight. They're going to give effort, but just kind of like you, like I feel like Clemson's on a roll. Um, and I think that's going to be very similar. I'm going to go Clemson 82 as well. Okay. And Syracuse 84? No, I'm going to okay. go Syracuse 79. Okay. Well, I hope I hope that's the case. I mean, I'll take and a, again. I'll take I a mean, three point loss and if it gets it ugly and foul troubly, then it's probably not going to be that high. But I think it's going to be closer than I think it's going to be a single digits, single digit loss. And if Clemson doesn't show up and Joe Girard doesn't show up, and there's some things that happen, you know, because there's always injuries and foul trouble and stuff like that, um, you know, then there is there is a path to victory. It's just a very 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 slim narrow path in this case against this team yeah and we talk about having to play perfect game to beat a unc well you got to play a near perfect game to beat clemson right now too because it's a hot team you talk about teams getting better they're a hot team right now 
Okay, they're right. really extremely high off of beating UNC at home, number three team. They were ranked. They then they went then they got knocked out of the top twenty five, and they're trying to work themselves back in as they get as the season goes on. They get better, and they're yeah. they're 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 not running on fumes. I'm not saying Syracuse no. is running on fumes, but you know, there's been times where it looks like Syracuse is running on fumes. And yeah. they're, they're not. And I mean, yeah. And this Clemson team's won two out of the last four, but the two losses have been one point losses to Virginia and one point losses to Duke. So. Yeah, that was the other game. Yeah, I forgot to mention the Duke one. I know. Yeah. That was, uh, and those are, that was a very, controversial. Those are they could have won. That was that a was controversial. very controversial game. Yeah. So, yeah. So, go, go figure. <laughs> <laughs> go freaking figure. All right. Look, that's going to do it for us. I appreciate everybody for tuning in and listening. Look, the X Spaces will be back, okay? We'll be back Sunday. I know Joe's Jones in for him. Blah, blah, blah. He loves it. Um, Till then, have a good one. Go Orange. For Joe, Sean, we're out. Peace. Yeah, I love you. Shut up. I'm talking about Twitter Spaces. Oh.